Welcome to Disc Integration. I'm your host, Tim. This is Matt. And we're back again for another episode to talk about the top from The Cure. What's new with you this week, Matt? Not a whole lot. Me neither. We got <laughs> we got special guest Kelly from Frisky Discs on. Hello! Man, we got a limited pool of special guests. <laughs> Woo! Anyways, like every week, we're going to start off with match play. Matt, who was our match play for this week? Uh, this week we did uh, Tribate and Mike's Chair. The song is All I Can Do. All right, and Kelly joined us in listening right before you started going, so she can be the tiebreaker this week. Yep. Tiebreaker. I can go first. Um, this one was hard. I got to give this one to Tribate. You're not even going to discuss the songs <laughs> at all? Not at all. All right, leaving it to me then. All right, so I started off. I went back and listened to the Tribate song because I couldn't remember the song. And it's probably one of the weaker songs from the full album, Fist City. Uh, I was right. It is the, probably the weakest song. Like, every other song oh. on there is, ah, there's one other one on there, maybe weaker. But the rest of the album is solid, man. I had not heard of either group. So after listening to that, I was like, oh, this is up in the air, because I don't know fuck all about Mike's chair. It's just a band name. Boy, was I in for a surprise. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was a Christian band, and it instantly reminded me of when I was a kid, and we would listen to my mom's favorite station, WJIE, where Jesus is exalted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, those guys influenced me to get into podcasting today. There you go. <laughs> and it's just so generic poppy, and it is exactly what South Park makes fun of, too. It gave me some J. Biebs vibes. Justin Bieber, for oh, those who are Oh, on. yeah. Gotcha. They put the yes. For Tim. <laughs> I was a little confused for a second, too, but we're fine. But lyrically, too, though, it's like, oh, this guy couldn't get famous as a pop star, so he just changed <laughs> some of the words to make it sound religious. Luckily for Tribe 8, they were up against Mike Chair this week, and it was total destruction, because I think almost any other song could have won that's on our list. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe if this was a was three groups, it could have been a little bit harder for us to decide. Yeah. No, that was simple. And Kelly's going to choose our match play for next week. So next week, you guys are going to do Hold On, which is by Corn Good Charlotte. And or Limp Biscuit. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, it's a threefer. It's a threefer, oh. and... Wait a minute, who were they again? Corn. Okay, we, I was sitting there thinking, did we already do that? But no. that, what was the band that we played for? Uh, the one that we played for was... 311. Yeah, that was 311. Down. Okay. 311, Marion Hill, and Jawbreaker. 311, very similar to some of those bands, though. Yeah! yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Kelly. I love Good Charlotte. <laughs> At least I did in, like, middle school. Right. So I think it'll be a good adventure for I know Corn better from their episode of South Park than their music, honestly. I mean, I've heard their music, and I just generally know I probably do not like it. Corn's the one from Iowa, right? No, that's Slipknot. Slipknot's from Iowa. Kelly, don't I'm give me that. I'm a bad yeah. Iowan. <laughs> you are. I'm a way better Iowan. So is Tribe 8, right? What? From Iowa? Yeah, Grinnell. Yeah. The birthplace of disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I guess I'm looking forward to that next week. I guess. Uh, or next ep. Yeah. This week's album, The Top. It was released on April 30th of 1984. It is The Cure's fifth album. This album would begin a new era for The Cure as they move away from their golf style to their less well-known psychedelic rock. Uh, it was a commercial success in the UK, and it entered the charts at number 10. So top 10 in the UK, but it was something like 180 in the US, which... Probably the number of albums that were released at that time still probably pretty respectable. <laughs> <laughs> probably like pretty probably good. middle of the road sales where it's like, yeah, that was worth releasing. 
Uh, the band trimmed down once again. Surprise, surprise, Matt. You want to guess how many members? Two. Uh, I would four. Nope, got it down to three. I, would, I almost <laughs> had three, but I was like, no, there was another part where there had to have been another. Nope. I mean, honestly, this seems like it's pretty much Robert Smith's album because he's credited with vocals, of course, guitar, bass, keyboards, organ, violin, harmonica, and recorder. Holy cow. <laughs> the only other returning member was Law Tallhurst. He was the great drummer from yeah, the yeah. last album, man. Switched over to keyboards. And then An- Andy Anderson joined as percussionist. Reviews were middle of the road, mostly falling around three stars out of five, except for The Guardian, which gave it four out of five stars. Andy Strike from Record Mirror called it a record of wicked originality and wit. And that brings us to our first song, Shake Dog Shake. Shake Dog Shake. I mean, forefront, the vocals are very present in this song. Comparatively to the last album, it's a lot easier to understand lyrics, and it's not so, like, background noise to the instruments. I, I uh, particularly love the evil lap at the very beginning of the track. Yes. It's best vocal work yet. Yeah. He's letting them know, like, we're done with goth. Goth kids don't laugh. Not even evil laughs. Not even evil laughs. Yeah, it's sad. Kelly, any input? I have no input. (laughs) I listened to it in the car. I I took no notes. I think Kelly will just have overall thoughts. Probably. But if you want to intercede at any point, feel free. It instantly is like a more psychedelic rock undertones. But it doesn't wander all over the goddamn place like The Grateful Dead or Fish. It's like a short psychedelic song, which is okay. It's like a, hey, we're trying this. But I don't like the fucking six, seven, eight time, eight minute songs. I just don't care for it. Uh, I yeah. think the lyrics are catchy. Uh, the shake, 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 dog, shake. You don't forget that once it no. gets in your head. Yeah, no, that one's there for a while. Uh, it's not as good as a tone setter for this album, I think, as previous tone or previous opening tracks have been. I kind of get. I think I'll get in that more at the end. Yeah. Up next is Bird Bad Girl. Definite positive intro sound. Poppy. Poppy. Yep. Definitely. That's kind of what I had too. It reminds me more of their like later stuff, like Friday I'm in Love and Just Like Heaven. It seemed like this was like demoish versions of that. Yeah. Like they're trying that sound out. The the lyrics are silly. Yep. I could be, but I still sing the fucking I could be a polar bear every yeah. time I listen to it. <laughs> it's, it's such a dumbass lyric, yeah. It's like, what is that? Never mind. But in the end of the song, he does realize it's actually impossible for him to be a polar bear if you really pay attention yep. to the lyrics. I'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too bad. No, I, I enjoyed the song. It's definitely the, hey, we're not goth anymore, though. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, we're moving away from that, guys. Yep, it's not happening. Uh, Welling Wall was next. Uh, this one actually, I, if it had been on pornography, it would have fit in. Yeah. This one was the only one I was like, oh, that's a callback sort of to the last album. And it also reminds me, and I think it's just like the opening flute sounds or something like that. The, the have hand you ever, drum slash tambourine Yeah, part? a mix of that and the flutes. Yeah. Have you ever, you've heard it because we've talked about it. The Cure soundtrack. Yeah. Have you ever heard the Cure song on that? I don't remember what it's called, but it reminds me a lot of that song. But we did talk about that on Belly Up to the Park. We didn't know what of it. Yeah. yeah uh, look for the Eric episode. I don't know what number. I, yeah, I can't remember the number that Eric was involved in. But yeah, it's probably the most similar to stuff on the last album. I like the droney, noisy stuff. I like that the Middle Eastern sound. Kind of echoey vocals in. that worked in. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's probably what somebody that was already previously a Cure fan would probably been happiest to have on the album, I think. Yeah. Because it's something they're already used to. Whereas, first couple songs, like, yeah, well, what happened? Yeah. Oh, okay, they're trying something new. Give me it. Uh, Give it to us, Matt. <laughs> it's still kind of got the gothy sound, but 
not as angry, but... Oh, no, I feel I, complete opposite. That drummer's not playing angry. around from the fucking get-go. They yeah. play that song aggressively. You need to go back and re-listen. Probably. <laughs> it's my favorite song on this album. But, I, I mean, I did note that it's a good reminder of the roots that, the, you know... After the first songs, they're like, hey, we're trying something new. This song is... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that, hey! Faster songs from previous albums. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Way to amend your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Dressing Up. Honestly, on this one, I've heard this song before. And I'm not real sure where, but I've heard it enough that I remembered it. Uh, I'm thinking maybe on a live album, because I think I owned a Cure live album at one point. Right. Hey. Not that far in the car, right? Yeah. I think that's the one that seemed vaguely familiar to me, but I couldn't place why. Yeah, so I mean, it, it registered like I had heard it somewhere. A uh, slower lullaby-like yeah. song, just the musically, like Robert Smith's yeah. voice, there's no lullaby. No, no there is no lullaby to that, and there never will be, I don't think. This was one of those times where, hey, you got the length just right, because I was about to hit skip. Dude, yeah. Yeah. I think it clocked in at like 2.45. Two, yeah, 2.45, like 2.48, somewhere in there. Up next was The Caterpillar. My first my first note on this one is that the intro feels like it's a build-up to like a puppet show or some type of story with a musical accompaniment. I was listening to it the other day when Fancy came into the office, and she said, Are we doing island music today? Yeah! <laughs> and that nails it. That's yeah. this song, man. <laughs> uh, got a Lake Okoboji selling around on the G-spot. <laughs> this is yeah. what you want to listen to. But I do like it. I like the song overall, yeah, even though it is kind of... Cheesy Islandy, it's still it's enjoyable. That's the one we finished right before stopping for food. Yeah, right before Taco Bell. <laughs> Great job, Taco Bell in Indianola. You got our order right. <laughs> that it's not the experience I have with the one near my house in Des Moines. That's why we order it online. Yeah, yeah. Kelly was saying on on the way there that she can adjust things more ordering online, I guess. But then there was a touch screen in there, so I got to do it myself. But the humans won. The robot fails. It was, I went to the guy at the counter, she went to the robot. We're still she winning. even started ordering first. We're still ahead in this war. <laughs> Anyways, back to the album. <laughs> Piggy in the mirror. I mean, if you want to go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a slower song. I could go either way on it. I, I It's forgettable. I'll yeah. never listen to it again. I do sing along to the Piggy in the mirror a little bit, but well, musically yeah, but it just wasn't striking. And that was just like singing ironically. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. Piggy in the mirror is funny. Uh, up next was Empty World. Not really like the uh, start to this one with the drum, the military style drums and flute, which is basically the whole song. Yeah, no. There wasn't a whole lot uh, to it. The opening did remind me of, uh, the style at least of the drums remind me of Sunday Blaze Sunday. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Real simple, but one of the better ones on the track, I think, and they kept it short. Like, yeah. It wasn't much of an idea, but they kept it compact. That one's a pretty good, good song. Yeah, I think if it was any longer, it'd be too long. <laughs> Next up, Banana Fish Bones. All one word. <laughs> I just love the name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still poppy sound? I put down funk. Yeah, kind of that. Funky. Funk pop. <laughs> and his vocalization, too. He carries that song, I think. Yeah, he does. Like the way he delivers the vocals. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Other it than it's funk. almost... It's almost... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, yeah. It's but it's still that, like... I can't think of the Stylistic, lyrics. the same... Like, he's almost monotone with the... Behind it. But that's a solid song, too. I'd, I'd listen to that one again. Yeah. And the final track, which pretty obvious Again. up to this point. 
Final track is the top. Yep. Shares the album name. Another title track at the end of the album. Ah, uh, just kind of droney sounding, but it's way too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not their strongest closer. No, but and it's the longest song on the album, I think. Yeah, it is. It's the only one that I think cracks maybe five minutes. It's like six and something. I think it's six and something, and I think that makes it, is, it almost. But I think the next longest twice. is four fifty one. Yeah, or something like that. It's twice as long as some of the so, other songs. So nice and concise album. Get through pretty quick. Yeah. Let's go to overall. Might as well start with Kelly. So I'm pretty sure I've heard the Cure before. Sunday Bloody Sunday, obviously, but I'm pretty sure my mom. <laughs> Sunday like, Bloody Sunday, you too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you guys said it like twice. Therefore, yeah. therefore, you definitely heard Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah. Great yeah. song. But I've, I'm okay, pretty sure my do. mom listens to the Cure because they she's were of the age. She's of the age, and they were in Europe during like. The entirety of their the career. The entirety of their career. Or like 80 career. to, well, 80 to today. Yeah. 80 to early 90s. All so right. Yeah. That really. They were top 10 there, so yeah. they probably heard this shit on the radio all the time. <laughs> if they still listen to the radio. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it. It's hard to hate most music. It honestly. really is, yeah. I mean, some of it's easy to hate. What is the song I would know from them? Friday I'm in love was Friday the bigger I'm in one. Love is the yeah. one you most likely said, but I picked the wrong day of the week. And they also have the love song. That one's but that one's so generically titled, but if yeah. you heard it, you probably if you heard the song, you'd be like, Oh yeah, I've heard that one before. Well, what would you give it out of a five? Based off obviously we know I'm really good at rating things <laughs> yeah, consistently. You're great at it. Yeah. I'd give it a solid like three Middle of the road, kind of like everybody else, apparently. Right. Yeah, no shit. You're with the average. It doesn't help that I didn't have much of an opinion going in or going out. It right. didn't leave, like, a big impact. Like, this changed my life. Not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not that a whole lot of albums have that kind of impact on me. Yeah, no, they're ready to come along. That album's kind of all over the place. Yeah. It reminds me of the first album a bit. It's like they're trying to find what they want their new sound to be, so they're throwing a bunch of shit at the wall. Yeah. And some of it's really good. Yeah. And then some of it's kind of middle of the road. I don't think there's anything on the album that's absolutely hated. No, I can't say that there's anything that that bad. Give Me It was my favorite song. I'd love that album, and I hope next albums sound more like that. But I feel like I'm going to be disappointed knowing some of their upcoming work. Yeah. I was a big fan of Banana Fishbones. <laughs> Banana Fishbones is good. I'll, yeah, no, I like that one. What was the other one I like? The Caterpillar's good. The Caterpillar, yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. And like I said, the other um, the others weren't terrible. I I enjoyed the caterpillar just because it was kind of one of those like story songs, right? Like most songs, yes, tell a story, but some of the songs on this album are very stories. Yeah, and I don't think Shake Dog Shake had a chance at being a good opening track. Not in comparison to the previous albums, where the opening track just set the tone. So there's no tone to this album. Yeah. So some decent ideas, just incohesive. I'm going to go two out of five stars. I would give it a three. Three out of five. All right. Fair enough. Got anything else, Matt? I don't think so. Let's go disc. Please follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.